Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to our Fantasy Podcast, episode 46. The first of your Euro preview podcast before the tournament starts. Two preview tournaments. Two preview shows and then numerous shows during the competition. Hopefully, if all goes well. So, as I always do, I ask how you're doing, Tom. How are you doing? I'm good, Peter. How are you? I'm a little bit sun kissed after the day, Tom, but I'm doing not too bad. I'll be making sure I'm slightly dehydrated later. Uh, Gura, how are you doing? Yeah, doing very well. Excited for the Euros now. I was just about to say that Gura's like a kid on Christmas Eve if he was over here. <laughs> really, really excited. He's, he was a bit, when you, you weren't really a bit fussed with the fantasy after that. But obviously, you just burst into life the last couple of days and you've laminated notes, highlighters are <laughs> plenty. He's rooms like an FBI kill, a file case. But anyway, I digress. First of all, we'll go through some of the rules of the Euro game because it's, even though it's very similar to the FPL, it's not similar in the same sense. So, there's things you need to look out for. And I'll ask your tactics going forward for the first couple of rounds. So, like the rules, I'll go through them. If you any say, you can just jump in and say, right, so... I'm going to get back to my... Right, so, picking your team. FPL, pretty much the same. You can have three players from each team. Now, this goes up per the round. In the round of 16, you can have four players. Quarterfinals, you can have five. Same final six, final eight. So, it kind of makes sense. As the teams get less to pick from, you pick more. Manage your start 11. Uh, you need to select the squad of 15, 11 players from 15. But what I will say is, we probably give me, this is one again, we probably need to have 15 starting players as much as you can because you get to make subs in your match day. Tom's got a timeout, so. Let me say, it's best to have, if as much as you can, 15 players to rotate from. If formations like FPL, you can kind of pick as long as you have three defenders, two midfielders, one up top. You can kind of change your form as you go on. It's like the captain, something different here. As you can change your captain during the match day. So it would be ideal, I'd imagine, that you pick your captain on the first day of the games all the time. And then you keep on rotating, you keep on changing if you're not happy with it. So on and so forth. Anything add to this so far, guys, for a go on? No, happy with that so far. Gunnar? Yep, happy. Good. So, substitutions, say, again, kind of like FPL, you'll have manual substitutions, but again, like I say, you can change them in-game. You can change a captain as well, like we just mentioned, but again, you can change it, but you lost the points of these players, you put them out for the players in. So, if you have, like, you take a risk on a guy who had one assist as your captain, and you go, right, okay, bring somebody in, he's on the bench. It's a risky take, but I suppose that's a bit, this makes it a bit more interesting, whereas it's not set and forget. You're going to have to, you can, you've got to take a chance to take your squad all through the game week, which is quite interesting. 
Making transfers, a wee bit different from FPL. You do get two per day, per, per a match round. So as it starts, unlimited for the game starts, obviously you set up your team. During group stage, you get two per match day. Before the round of 16, unlimited. Quarterfinals three, semifinals five, before final five. So really be looking at that. Even people who are a bit, even the most casual can still keep a team pretty much competitive at the end because you get five transfers the same as the final. So you can keep your team round about there. Chips, wildcard is obviously the most active, active wildcard. You can confirm as much transfers as you like. The interesting chip we've got here is limitless, which means it's pretty much like a three hit, but there is no value cap on it. So you can make your free limitless and bring as much players in as you want and as much value as you want. So that would be interesting people do that. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to tactics. Deadlines, you'll kind of understand you watch the game. It's like end of match day one, two, three, quarterfinals, blah, blah, blah. The points are pretty similar to FPL. I've not noticed anything particularly different. Defenders with six points scoring a goal. Is that the same as FPL, guys? Or is that, is that a point up? Yeah, same as FPL. Same, right. Okay, so much difference. Uh, clean sheets are the same. Red cards, assists, spirits played. And I think that as us begin, add to those rules or any you want to think. Talk about the rules before we move on. Tom? Um, I think you get more transfers as the, the game progresses. Did we mention that? I uh, did, yep. Yep, go. Get it, Ed. I think that's grand. Right, okay. Tactics in for the app. What I did notice is, which I thought was kind of strange when they're giving you two chips, is you also get basically another limited transfer chip after the group stage. So I've seen a few things online, tactic-wise, how you do it. Um, what I'm planning to do is obviously attack the first game week because there's no, there's no need to really keep your team because if you've got the two chips, you can go game week one, Attack the fixtures, game week two, limitless again for fixtures, and then in game week three, your wild card or free hit, whatever it's called. Because I've heard people the other way around, lose limitless for game week three, but the issue there would be some teams could have qualified after the two games and big hitters, and then you look, you look for big hitters to bring them in on that chip and they're rested. So, me personally, I think your best use limit transfer straight away, game week two. But what do you think? What's your tactics go for? And I'll start with you, Tom. Yeah, mine's the same as that. I think you've probably worked it out based on my, my first draft that I sent you. Yep. I was going to use um, basically your first team is basically a wild card and just focus on the first match day, they're calling it, not a game week, I think, match day. Yep. Um, and then match day two, so the second lot of games in the group stage, I was looking at limitless for that. Wild card for match day three. And then you're pretty much given a second wild card before the round of 16. And then you're getting so many transfers after that. You're getting three in the quarterfinals um, and five and five. So you can pretty much, even between the semis and the final, you can almost change your entire team. So, so the it only, makes sense to use. Yep, the only round there that you need to pick up on the money of picking your winners would be the one where you only get three transfers until you try to minimise the thing. What were you going to What's your thoughts on the tactics? I think the two of you have pretty much worked it out. My first draft was... Basically, like a like an FPL draft, you pick. I picked my big hitters. There was a couple of Germans in there, etc., who were playing France in the first game. Then Tom sent his draft, and I had a bit of a read on Twitter as well about the chips. And it's like you say, you, you get your unlimited transfers for around a sixteen straight away. So it's like a second wild card. And it's like you say, you you have the free transfers in the one week where you really have to hit it. But um, yeah, limitless game week two. Or match day two, and then the wild card, and, and match day three. 
So it's going to be pretty full on. You're pretty much having like, drafting a team every, pretty much around for four weeks. I'd imagine that's what it's going to be. Not for four weeks, for four match days, as Tom puts it. So, right, that's our version of tactics. Obviously, there's people doing different things, but I think Andy's setting a team up for the full group stage is silly. I think you need to attack the fixtures and go for it from there. Right, so group. Sorry, Tom, you go. The only thing I would say is, as the game goes on, if, if it's the if it's teams that are considered to be favourites, the limitless might be handier, maybe even in the semi-finals or the final, because if, say, for example, it's France and Belgium, a lot of these players are really expensive and it'd be quite hard to get a full team of French and Belgian players because of the prices that are actually going to start. So that, that would be a concern. So that, if you're worried about that, then you could hold the limitless until the, the competition progresses and play it that way. Then you know you're going to get a team of starters at least. Right, good point. Also, your extra five million to spend after the group stage because the hundred to one hundred and five million. I thought to add that in the value goes up. You get extra five million, and there's no obviously any sort of ups and downs or transfers, so it is the price of it is. Right, we'll go to Group A then. So it's Italy, Switzerland, Turkey, and Wales, and Italy will have home advantage as three games will played in their home soil. So, let you know what he's all predicted here. Then I have went for Italy first, Turkey second, Switzerland three, Wales four. Thomas went for Turkey first, Italy second, Switzerland third, Wales four. New Zealand went for Italy first, Wales second, Turkey third, and Switzerland four. So some difference there. So I'm going to ask one question to each you because it's different. Gunnar, why Italy? Why, why Wales second? I just think Gareth Bale he will really turn it on for Wales and single-handedly uh, get them out of the group. And Tom, why Turkey first? Um, I just I just quite rate Turkey. I mean, uh, they've got a lot of good players. They play in sort of high standard leagues. Um, three of the starters um, play for Lille, who won League One this year. So um, I think they're going to be, they're, they're my wild card choice for the, the dark horse. That's right. <laughs> right. Okay. So Italy also they got there. Italy won the group. Group G. Ten wins out of ten. Thirty-seven goals. Four let in. Thirty points. So pretty stellar performance. So let's go. Must haves. I will start. I've went Chiesa, the midfielder, 7 million, who pretty much plays like in the wing behind the striker. So that's who I've went as my must have. Tom, who's your must have Italian player? Uh, Bellotti, the striker. Have you got his value there? My value pick? No, have you got his value there? No. No. Oh, no, I don't know. His right, okay. Gunnar, who's your must pick? Yeah, for me, it's between Chiesa and Berardi. Um, I've looked at their numbers. Uh, Chiesa, he's got nine league goals, one goal in 24 caps. Berardi, 17 league goals, four goals in 10 caps. And we're going to get to see the lineup for Italy before the deadline. And whoever plays on the wing then is who I'm going to pick. Okay, good thing. And your differential, I'll start first. I went for the Italian goalkeeper, Donnarumma. 5.5 maybe, but I think Italy looked pretty solid. If you want a nailed-on goalkeeper, he could be your man. Tom, differential pick or value yeah, pick? Centre-back, Bonucci. Um, the squad seems very defensive. They've only conceded four goals in the 10 qualifiers that they played. Uh, Bonucci, for a centre-back, he managed one goal and registered three assists in the qualifiers, so... Um, he's my differential for Italy. Gunnar? Yeah, like you guys said, low scoring uh, their games, but they're very solid solid defensively, and I've gone for Donnarumma as well. 
Okay. So a couple of lapel there, but still some some food for thought. Right, next up is Switzerland, and they also topped the group. They finished with 17 points, and their group was Denmark, probably out of Georgia Gibraltar, so quite competitive. And must-haves. I'll start first again. I went for Rodriguez. I'm going to probably nod his head here. 5.5 defender, but he's also on penalties. So, Gura, come to you first. Who's your must-have? My must-have is Rodriguez as well. For the price, he's on penalties. Um, only caveat, maybe they, they they are very attacking, but defensively then they're not too too good. Um, so you you probably rely on him to get attacking returns. Tom, who's your must have from Switzerland? Yeah, I'm saying Rodriguez as well. Okay. Rodmeister, three picks. Differential for me was I couldn't. I, I was thinking for a while, I couldn't think of something, and I went just for the keeper because he was five million. There was nothing there stood out for me looking through the fixtures and how they got there. That stood out for me like a sore form. I mean, I pretty honest, I've only had, only had one Switzerland player in it, Bobby Rodriguez, so I was I was kind of grasping at straws here. But Tom, who's your differential from Switzerland? I actually don't intend to have any Switzerland players. <laughs> um, but my differential is um, Fabian Shah, um, the Newcastle United defender. He managed a goal and assist in only five appearances. Um, and they've got a decent clean sheet rate in the qualifiers. They managed four out of eight. So he's my differential. And yourself, Gunnar? Uh, I've gone for Sherdan Shakiri. I think he's going to share a lot of the set pieces uh, with Rodriguez. Uh, Seven million Probably wouldn't pick him in my team, but you asked for a differential, so Shakiri. Yep, just to leave the point, we're not saying we're picking all these players. So I've asked the guys to pick a player if you had to, like myself. Rodriguez is in my draft around, whereas there's a probably different, different story together, but he's just <laughs> now. Right, next up, Tom's team, Turkey. <laughs> Very second to the group behind France. They had seven wins, two draws and a loss, two to three points. What I did notice was that they're pretty decent defensively, only conceded three goals over that piece. And I have went must-have is Yilmaz up front. Eight million pounds strike in a game. He's been on fire this year for Lille. If people are going to build their squad and have all these kind of heavy hitters, maybe you've got two up front. Maybe he's a good third option for a cheap one who's pretty on form. Uh, Gunnar, who's your must-have? I've gone for Yaziki, 5.5 million midfielder, 14 league goals for Lille uh, this season. And I think he's, he's played up top for Turkey as well uh, in a few of the qualifiers. Um, so good budget pick. Tom, must have? I went Yilmaz as well, the striker. For the same reason, screw on form, good season. Mm-hmm. Right, and my differential was Selic, the defender, 4.5, fullback, quite attacking fullback. So if they are going to be getting potential clean sheets and maybe return from the wings, then I think that's a good option for 4.5 million. Good one. I've went for Soyuncu. I think we know him from, from the FPL game. If they, like you say, if they do keep a few clean sheets and I could see him maybe chipping with a couple of goals from set pieces as well, 5 million. To get uh, for for a player to get into the Turkey defense, that's my pick. 
And Tom, your differential value player. Um, I went for the defender as well, Selick, just because of the name. <laughs> no stat based at all just because of the name? Nah, just because of the name. <laughs> <laughs> so he's the one that's been my team right now over Rodriguez because he's 4.5. And just listening to a couple of podcasts on Turkey, they actually quite fans of their chances. So we're in Switzerland kind of podcasts, I've kind of talked myself down. So I've kind of flipped him right now, but it could all change a week to go. Next up is Wales, and they got there in Group E behind Croatia with four wins, two draws, and two losses. So this one I found quite difficult because, well, Tom Guru's going to qualify me, but I'll tell you better than us. But I thought we'd be finished bottom group, so I went must have is Gareth Bale, obvious, my captain, obviously. He's going to be out of position because he's going to be playing up front for Wales. Nine point five million. Everyone goes through him. Pens, free kicks, a lot. So if you think if you fancy Wales' chances, then why not? Tom, who's your must-have from Wales? I've also chose Gareth Bale. Um, he might be in a better frame of mind now he's away from Madrid. Um, and saying that, he might also have one eye on the golf course, who knows? Uh, he managed two goals and one assist in his eight qualifiers, and he's probably going to be nailed on to play every game as well. So he's my, inverted commas, must-have. Giona, <laughs> 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 uh, who's your must-have? I have also went Gareth Bale, 9.5 million. Like the banner said, Wales Golf Madrid. Well, he's playing for Wales. He's on penalties. So, yeah, I really think he, and just like the siege mentality that they could maybe form, I could, could actually see them through the groups. Okay, differential, I went Joao. He's just back for injury, 5.5. If he's fit, he'll probably be nailed. I'm, kind of, I'm thinking back to four years ago or five years ago when he played and I thought he was pretty influential in the midfield. Again, I don't see him keep much clean sheets. I stayed away from the back. So just something different. Joe Allen. I wouldn't have them a team anywhere near it, mind you. It's just a differential. Tom, differential value pick Wales. I've chose Aaron Ramsey just because he scored two goals in the two qualifiers that he played in, obviously. Um, he's very injury prone. So that is a concern. Good yeah, I have gone for Connor Roberts, 4.5 million, uh, right wing back. He scored five goals, seven assists this season for Swansea. And uh, I've read he likes to be involved higher up the pitch and uh, he likes a shot from distance as well. Okay, that's Group A finished then. So Group B consists of Denmark, Finland, Belgium and Russia. And two of these teams have home advantage. I believe Denmark play three games at home. Russia play two games at home. I think that's how it works. So, group predictions. I have went for Belgium first, Denmark second, Russia third, Finland fourth. Tom has went Belgium first, Russia second, Finland third, and Denmark fourth. And Gunnar's went for Belgium first, Russia second, Finland fourth, Denmark third. That was the wrong way around, but it doesn't matter. So, just a quick question here. Tom, why did Denmark so low? Um, I just think they're putting on their hopes on Christian Eriksen. And if anything happens to him, then I think they're going to be snookered. So, I don't know. He's not been having a good time. He's, is he still at Inter Milan? Yeah. He wasn't having a good time. I think he transferred and wanted to leave again after about six months. So, you know, it depends what mood he's in, really. So, I just, I just, I just, I'm just not feeling Denmark this, this competition. And Gunnar, you've got Russia second. Do you see home advantage playing a part in this? 
Oh, I gotta be honest. I haven't even looked at that. Uh, I was just thinking from the strength of the squads that these teams have. Um, Belgium, clear favorite. And then from the three remaining, I think Russia is the, the best out of the three. Well, just on that then, right, two you, do you think home advantage in the Euros will actually help these teams? There's Italy so far in Group A, right? And there is Denmark and Russia are playing two and three games at home. So it is home. It's pretty much going to be home crowd. So do you think that will play a part in these tournaments? Come to you first, Gunnar. Well, I think considering a lot of these players haven't had fans in the ground, uh, well, for, for most of the season, um, nearly all of the se- last season, uh, I think they're, they're all going to look forward to having their home fans there. And I do think it's going to, there is the chance and the possibility that it's going to play a part and um, play in the in the team's favour, yeah. And Tom, same question here. Yeah, I, I agree with Gunnar. I think, I think it will play advantage. Okay, right. First up, Denmark then. They became second in Switzerland in Group D. Four wins, four draws. Managed to scrape through with that. I suppose it doesn't look good in the paper you see it like that, Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, my must-have, uh, as you already mentioned him, Eriksson, nine-million midfielder, but he's on pens. I think he's on free kicks. Pretty much on anything he wants. So if he's on fire and if there's a real through him, then I think he's a must-have. Again, I'm putting it again. Do you fans with the group? Then take him. If not, then don't bother. So Gunnar, who's your must-have from Denmark? Yep, Christian Eriksson as well. He's got eight goal contributions in the qualifiers. He's averaged 5.4 key passes during these games, most out of any player in the qualifiers. And like you say, he's on all set pieces and penalties. Christian Eriksson. Thomas, hat trick here? Yep. For all the reasons mentioned above. Tom, you're very short and sweet this week. This is totally out with what you normally. Still feeling a bit. If, if I don't think they're going to qualify, I'm not that interested. Let's <laughs> say so you can judge them now. You're not putting too much weight on it. Right, my differential is is it Kier at the back, four point five. He's nailed defender, dangerous from set pieces. I thought he was on pens to red for a minute. He's obviously not on pens. It's Ericsson. But if you're looking for nailedness at the back, four point five. He's your man for me. Talk or Gura, who's your differential value pick? I agree. I've I've picked out Simon Kier as well. Tom. Who who is that, sorry? The defender Kier, K J E E R. That's what you said. All oh, right, uh huh. Got you. Um, I went with Robert Skov. He um is a midfielder and he plays for Hoffenheim. And his he only made three appearances in the qualifiers, but he managed to get three goals and two assists. But considering they played Gibraltar and won six 0 both games, it probably came against them. So maybe not too too great a player. But that's that's who I went for. Okay, next up is Finland, and they came find them, second behind Italy in that group. Six wins, four losses, playing 16 goals and 10. And my, this is my must have has changed because what happened, I went for the goalkeeper. Is it Herdeki, how you put his name? At 4 million. But he didn't play because he was injured in March in the friendlies. And since then, since then there were two friendlies back where he's not featured. So the other keeper would be. Joron, Joron thinks I think he's 4.5 million, so I'm like, mm, is it worth it? So I've went for, I can see his name, Arrobi, the 4 million defender, defender who's pretty much nailed. They're a defensive team, I was looking, I was looking because I think they're sold at the back and sold Puki up front, and I know I didn't mention Puki as my must-have, because I went to him the other way around, because I think he's special, we'll get to him in a minute. 
Because so I went for the defender, Arrow, Rob, Arrow Robbie, I think I see his name. I'm sorry, I'm doing there. If he speaks Finnish, I'm making a rip roll that, but that's who I went for. So, Tom, who's your must have? I went with Cookie purely because of the 10 goals. Are you the same? Oh, I've went with uh, Radecki. He's the number one goalie for Leverkusen. I didn't know he didn't play the last two friendlies uh, or that he was out injured. That's and... why I had him. And I'm now just putting a question mark next to him because I'm waiting to see. I suppose it's one of the ones you've got to wait to see if the friendlies coming forward. Because mm. at 4 million goalkeeper, he's... I mean, there's, a, there's a thing where you can put him on if they're playing first. If they can see, you just change a goalkeeper over. Yeah. I suppose, isn't it? So, right, I'm So, my differential... Ready my step is going to be Pookie. Again, if you're playing information, you're playing three up front and you want to like heavy in midfield to play value players and up front, and you want somebody who's basically nailed to play up front, and he's not there at my expense, seven million pounds was Pookie. Tom, differential. Um struggling I'm going to pick Juna to to Evio defender. He made eight appearances in the qualifier, so he's probably um, oh, I don't think he the squad. Did you not? I checked this earlier on. I, I, that, was, that was my pick, Tavin, and he's a defender, and he's not made the squad. That's what I went for your man instead, Arajuri. <laughs> I just pulled up the stats window and picked it on the spot. <laughs> I didn't mind you put it on it. I, I didn't have a differential for <laughs> Finland. Fair enough. Um, right, in that case then, I'm going to go with Robin Lord. Tom, he also didn't make the squad. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's another one I was looking at for a differential. He's not made the squad either. So I'm this... going to pick the same guy as you, Peter. There right, okay. Harry Decky, the keeper. <laughs> I know, because I was pleased you look at the stats I was supposed to do, but none of them made the squad, whether it's for injury or rotation or other, but they haven't made the squad. Gunnar, you got a differential there? Well, my differential was going to be Pookie solely right. because he's on penalties. Okay. So I take it by the way we all talked to her and we all went through it. None of these fancy Finland for this group? No. Nope. Particularly. Right. Next up is Belgium. They won 10 out of 10. 40 goals. Three, is three against them. 30 points. Can't really look much better than that. My must-have is Lukaku up front. 11 million. I'm sure he's a high school scorer for Belgium. Everyone's going to go through them. A lot of them are going to go through. A lot of good players in the squad, but his goal return is pretty good. And I just think if you're going to go for somebody up front and you fancy Belgium go deep, Carry miss him out. Gura, must have. I've went for Lukaku as well. 22 goals, 10 assists for Inter this season. And just overall, Belgium, uh, I think they have a, an incredible attack. They can score for fun. They also beat Denmark and Russia in the qualifiers already. So, And this is two of their opponents here in the group. Lukaku for me. Tom? Um. I'm picking Eden Hazard. He got seven assists and also two goals. And in the qualifiers, I think he scored against Russia about four or five times. So he's my pick to start off with, at least. Okay. And definitely for me is Jason Denier, 4.5 million defender. Belgium's got an Asian defence, I believe. I think it's three of the four most capped centre-backs have got with him in their 30s to late 30s. 32, 33, 34. And Dariah's a young one who seems to be now playing most games. So Dariah for me, 4.5 nailed in a pretty good, solid defensive team. Gura. Same reasoning as you and same player, Jason Denier. Tom? Yeah, I chose Toby and the Wild. Um, 
Belgium got seven clean sheets out of ten in the qualifiers. Out of that, he made eight appearances and he scored two goals in the process as well. So, okay. And last up was Russia. Funnily enough, the same group as Belgium. They came behind eight wins and two losses. The two losses obviously came to Belgium. And up I went for, how do you pronounce his name? Is it Dujuba up front? Is that close enough, Gunnar? Juba, is it? Juba? That Russian striker guy. Again, he falls in the kind of same, to me, like Puke, 8.5 million. If you want to go for a kind of third differential striker, he's your man. R- listen to a Russian podcast, it was on the Happy Hour, and the bit said that Adam goes through him, I think he was involved in quite a lot of challenges. I think you've got to start on this later on. So to me, this seems a, a no-brainer to have in. So, Tom, who's your must-have Russian player? Yeah, I also went with him. Striker for Zenit, eight goals and four assists in the qualifiers. Gunnar? Yeah, I think I've looked up. He's got something like 20 goal contributions in his last 15 caps. Uh, scored seven goals in his last three for Zenit, playing club football. Juba. That's Russian striker for me as well. Juba. Juba. And who is your differential going on? Well, I can't really go right here. I'll let you go first. I was struggling to pick someone out there. In the end, I went for Dennis Cherryshev. Is that how you say it? He's a winger. Uh, I think I think he's on the books for uh, Real Madrid. Um, I was struggling to pick someone out, so I went for him. Tom? I went with him as well. Um, I, th- I thought it was a decent option because he only played three of the qualifiers, but he managed two goals and two assists. Uh, Russia got beat 4-1 and 3-1 of Belgium during the qualification process, um, but he actually managed to score against Belgium, and we've obviously just mentioned there, they've got a really solid defence, so he must be half decent if he's managed that, so that's my choice. I went for Alexander Golovin, who plays in the two behind the U-Bot front, so he's marking a choice. Again, I can ask for Russia's defenders, and because I don't think they're going to keep much clean sheets, but if they get a couple of goals up front, that would be my best options. But once again, we'll reiterate, we're not going to really pick all these players, just as options. Group C is Holland, Ukraine, Austria, and North Macedonia. Got to get that North Macedonia, you got to get North in there or you can offend people. So, again, this group, Holland are hosts, three games at home, so you go another home nation. So I went for Holland first, Ukraine second, Austria third, North Macedonia fourth. Tom's went Ukraine first, Holland second, Austria third, North Macedonia fourth. Gunners went for Holland first, Ukraine second, Austria third, North Macedonia fourth. So, Tom, I'll ask you, why do you think Ukraine is going to top the group? Um, I just think a, they came top of Group B and uh, they finished above Portugal and also Serbia. Um, Serbia, I think they did quite well. Mitrovic scored about 10 goals in the qualifiers, so they did well to finish top of Group B. I'm also not that convinced with the Netherlands. Um, They've played Germany twice. They won 4-2, but then they lost 3-2. I think they're going to be quite leaky uh, defensively. And when it comes to playing, obviously the the qualifiers are playing diddy teams like Gibraltar and people like that. But once they get into the, the proper competition, I think they're going to... I think they're going to struggle a bit more. But I think they'll have enough to finish second. I'm going to ask you, do you think Austria won their first ever European game? Euro game? Never won a game? Two minutes before? 
They play I, Macedonia. I, I, I think they, they have a chance against North Macedonia, yeah. Okay, so we'll go first to Holland then, or Netherlands as they like to be called. We came set in the group with Germany and Tottenham, but really they had Northern Ireland, Belarus and the story behind them, so there wasn't much competition. Six wins, one draw and one loss. So my must-have is Depay up front, 10 million striker. Now, I don't fancy him really, but if you fancy Holland to go deep, he's not a bad option up front. Tom, who's your must-have from Holland? I went with Alden just because he's the top scorer in the qualifiers, seven goals and one assist in five appearances. I have went Vinaldum as well. He plays further forward for the national team than he does uh, for Liverpool, where he's more like the engine room player. He's playing more in the number 10 for Holland. And, well, I'm a bit surprised that Tom doesn't really rate them. When I looked uh, and, like, just trying to pick out one player, I think I could have picked out, like, three or four that, by further inspection, um, I quite liked, I quite fancied. And... Yeah, I could see them doing well, actually. It's the orange top, can I? just doesn't get down well. <laughs> <laughs> right, my differential is Wendell, the 4.5 million attacking defender, who I'm pretty sure I've saw online. He's all seen it. He's like heat maps, where he's a left-back. If he's nailed at left-back, he's pretty much playing as an attacking wing-back in the winging role. 4.5. If he's nailed, I think he's a must-have differential. Tom. My differential. Well, I was I was looking, um, and Netherlands actually lost four two recently to Turkey in a World Cup qualifier, um, and our old mate Yilmaz, the striker, managed to get a hat trick. So again, that I think promotes Turkey's chances a little bit. Team um, Tom, Team Turkey. So I wasn't I wasn't going to go for the defence, but I noticed uh, Frankie De Jong. Yeah, he plays for Barcelona, uh, midfielder, twenty three years old. He managed one goal and one assist in the six appearances. But if he gets a few stats, he'll obviously have a point to prove. So I think he might be a, a dark horse. Gunnar, who's your value differential pick? I say value. It doesn't need to be value. It's just differential. Maybe just to undermine it, like, you know, to hammer home my opinion that I can see them doing well. I want to mention <laughs> maybe more than one player. So Matthias Delict, six million. I'm expecting a few clean sheets and uh, he, him being a threat from uh, set pieces. Uh, Jasper Sillison, he's probably going to miss out with COVID. So that opens up a spot for Tim Kroll or Stecklenburg, who are like 4.5 million. I know Kroll is. I haven't, I haven't got the prize for Stecklenburg. And then Steven Berghaus, he's a winger, 7 million. He's got 30 goal contributions in 30 starts for Feyenoord this season. Excellent. So we'll get Turkey versus Holland. That's the... <laughs> The anything before, okay. Next up is clogs. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is Ukraine. Tory Dimension, the first to head the Portugal group. Six wins, two draws. Pretty impressive stuff. My must have is Zinchenko, 5.5 defenders who's playing out of position. So I've already mentioned this week's going a podcast. I think just having them that kind of way just it helps for me. Guna, who's your must have from Ukraine? I have went for Ruslan Malinovsky. 7.0 million. He's got six goals, nine assists in his last 11 Serie A games. He's a set-piece taker and he's on penalties. I think match day one, they're playing Ukraine, are playing against Netherlands. So that um, is probably going to be a tough game. But, but then you have the games against Austria and North Macedonia. And uh, I could see him doing well there. Okay, Tom, who's your must-have? I also chose him. 
three goals and three assists in six appearances in the qualifiers, and for the same reasons as well as what Guna mentioned there. Uh, my differential is a left back, Michael Kolienko. I think that's how you say it. Four point five attacking fullback. Um, with Jenko playing further up, he's pretty much nailed in that position, unless I can told otherwise from a Ukrainian correspondent. <laughs> Tom, who's your differential? Uh, I went Zinchenko because he's played out of position. Um, he also scored one goal in five appearances in the qualifiers as well. I think he plays a bit further forward in the midfield. Gunnar, your differential? I've also went for Zinchenko, yeah. <laughs> okay. Next up is Austria. They finished second in Group G behind Poland. Six wins, one draw, three losses, qualified 19 points. So we haven't really gotten very... What is going to qualify for the group? But must have, I suppose it's got to be for me, is Alaba. 5.5, he's playing midfield in this game. Plays further up. I think he'd won three kicks. I'm not 100% sure he's going to get some pains, but I think he's kind of through and doing that side. So for that reason only, that's why I've got him as my must have, Tom. So is this, is this Austria? Yes. I said Arnotrovic, four goals and two assists in six appearances uh, during the qualifiers. And he did well. I remember him doing well when he was at West Ham, so quite fancy him. Gunnar? You know? Yeah, I've went for Alaba. He's on free kicks and, well, he's, he's pretty much their best player. 5.5 million for a midfield pick there. Not bad. They're playing North Macedonia on match day one. Uh, I think I'm right in saying they beat North Macedonia home and away in the qualifiers. And Austria created 15 big chances against them in these games. Yep, 4-1 away, 2-1 at home. So, especially away game, they were scared them. My differential is Hint Riga, 4.5, nil centre back, simply because there's a little something that's nailed. Again, it's just because it's something different. I'm not necessarily ahead of my team. Tom. Yeah, I've chose uh, Conrad Lehmer. He's the midfielder of Red Bull Leipzig. Uh, he managed one goal and three assists in seven appearances during the qualifiers. Good up. I've also went for Hinteregger. 4.5 million defender, two goals, three assists in 29 league games for Frankfurt this season. Just decent cheapy, I suppose. Okay, and last up is North Macedonia. The first team so far it's got there from the Nations League qualifying. Group D over Armenia, Gibraltar, Liechtenstein, and then the playoff pass, they beat Kosovo in Georgia. So one of the small nations qualifying during this process. My must-have is Ritzovsky, a defender, four million pound guaranteed left back, I'm sure it's left back he plays, so even if he's on your bench, if you fancy an upset in the first game, £4 million pound, gives you money to spend elsewhere and he's guaranteed. Tom? I've went with Elif Elmas, he is the striker of Napoli, uh, and during the qualifiers he managed two goals and one assist in nine appearances. So he made nine appearances out of ten, so he's, he's pretty nailed. Good I've went for Alioski, 4.5 million defender, and supposedly he's on penalties. And my differential, again, this could do this kind of path, is Pandev up front, 6.5 million. If you're looking for a cheap striker to coincide with your two up front, Pandev's pretty much a, tan, a talisman. I think he's getting on a bit now, 37, 38 maybe. But 37. There you go. So he's yes, going to be Tom's pick next coming, I think, maybe. But he's a, a, good, a good differential pick. You want to kind of change up up front. Tom, who's your differential pick? 
Uh, you guessed it right. It's Gordon Pandev. He's 37, getting on a bit, but he managed also managed two goals and one assist in the qualifiers and made nine appearances. So he might not be prone, as much prone to rotation as you think. Yeah. I've also went for Pandev because I had to pick someone. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm guessing that he's going to have these North Macedonia players in your team. Absolutely not. Alioski, Alioski is in my draft. I'm, I've, got, 4.5. I've got Ristovski as well in my draft because he's only four million. Mm-hmm. Like especially like playing Austria in the first game, I'm, I'm see what happens. Austria beat them four one and two one in Group G. Yeah. In the qualifiers. So. That means, means now it's a tournament stage. Just when you get to that end game. They've been horsed at least once off Austria, so. And I'm kidding myself on that. Hey. <laughs> right, so that is the first of our Euro previews done. We're back next week with Group D, E and F. It's also a wildcard reveal up till date, because I'm sure we'll be tinkering all the way up to the final game. So, is there to see, guys, so far? Are you, are you any more stats you want to come up with? Have you used them all? No, I think I've, I've uh, pretty much got everything in that I had written down. I'm looking forward to three weeks now of mispronouncing... Names. Uh, player names, yeah. All right, that's going to be good. Just that North Macedonian number seven, that's how you see it. Mm-hmm, exactly. What about you, what about you Tom? Uh, no more stats. Um, I'll, I'll be sure to give you more stats about Turkey next week. <laughs> Turkey versus Netherlands. <laughs> so if you want to join our league, you find it pinned. Well, but it's not pinned. It will be pinned on one of our pages. You'll see it coming out. You can check it on that. It's, we'll tweet about it more often and probably more frequent as the tournament gets closer. We've over 100 so far taking part. And I think what we will do is the winner will get a guest slot on the podcast and can tell us how they got to win it. Obviously, if Gunnar's even plan and he wins it, you can just come on, he's normal and just talk about how he won it. But as it stands, I think if the person who wins it wants to come on and talk about how they, how they won it, they will do that. That can be the prize at the end of the day. I guess a lot on the podcast. He's all right with that. I know this is probably on you there. Right. So again, let's get our plugs in before we head off. Tom. I am at FFS underscore scout on Twitter. Um, not much happening in the off season. So just hit me up. Good on yourself. Yeah. I've just rebranded Twitter. It's now at Gunnar underscore FPL. And uh, yeah, I'm probably, well, I'm going to take over the rate my teams for the Euros together with Tom then as well. I'm the graphics department of the pod and yeah, just get in touch. All things fantasy. What's this rate my team? You're going to use this? Oh, no, our, uh, the, the little thread you put up uh, for, for our FPL and, and FFS. Uh, we'll do that again. No? Yeah, I just wonder if this is you're just going to give them advice, tell what the team looks and stuff like that. Sure, why not? Because you've got that top 1k gravitas now, you can you can use that. <laughs> and that's in the past now. It's the, it's the Euros now, so we need to focus on that. Right. Okay. So I've asked you last time, last game, do you, who do you think is going to win it? They've looked at it more, with more detail. You're blowing Holland's trumpet there, but do you think they're going to win it? See, we've only done three groups now, and uh, I think all the all the big teams are coming in, in our preview part next week. Huh? So... Okay. Not yet, nothing yet. No, I'll wait till next week till I've till I've looked properly. Maybe yourself, Tom. Any other suggestions go forward? No, I'm sticking with Belgium. I think Turkey's will make it to the the semis, but okay, okay, good. <laughs> right, and again, you can find me at Fantasy Half. You can follow your tweets online. We'll be tweeting a lot soon, sure, and we'll try to put as much polls up stuff. Obviously, captain polls, other and teams. 
how you're going to play the game tactic-wise as the tournament goes on. We'll keep in touch. We'll get the community keep going. So again, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And we'll see you next week. Say goodbye, guys. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.